The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle, from the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback. There's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Good afternoon. Bear down, baby. Yes, sir. Bears fans, this is Take the North with your hosts, David Hall. There has been a lot in what promises to be a busy offseason, whether it's speculation over the number one draft pick and Justin Fields being traded or the execution of the closing on the land in Arlington Heights. And Dan Weeder. The 2023 Bears are made for the offseason. They are a dream in terms of content, in terms of debates, in terms of talking points, in terms of developments. We're just getting started. We're going to take the North and never give it back. Welcome into Take the North, the Odyssey Bears podcast. Listening to us on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your pods. I'm the producer of Take the North, Adam Staszynski. With me today is one of our hosts, Dan Wiederer, contributor to 670, also of the Chicago Tribune. And this is our first mailbag episode. We've been getting your questions at Take the North on Twitter. So you can follow us on Twitter if you don't already, at Take the North Pod. You can send your questions. You can see below if you're watching on YouTube to Take the North Pod at gmail.com. Make sure you download, listen, and subscribe to all our episodes. As again, this is our first mailbag episode. So, Dan, if you're ready, we can dive right into it as we have a wide array of questions. People want to get all things answered in this crucial Bears offseason. Are you ready? I'm definitely ready. I'm glad we're finally able to get to this. I know we were uh, intending to get to it sooner, and things just keep happening yeah. in the world of the Bears and the NFL. And so thankfully, we're finally able to to check off some of these questions before the Bears get to that first, first big step in the offseason, which is free agency next week. And so we will plan to drop these in every now and then throughout the, the offseason, probably after free agency, after the draft, so on and so forth. So these are some pre-free agency questions. And we'll start with actually more of a big picture question. This one came to us on Twitter, and I believe you pronounced this Hammy Ahol. 
Um, <laughs> H-A-M-M-Y-A-H-O-L is how you, how, you, how you spell that. So his question <laughs> is, how long do you think it will take realistically for the Bears to be a North Division contender? Yeah, it's a, that's actually a really good question because we know that the the shape of the division is changing a little bit as we go here. It's crazy to think about two things. Number one, the very real possibility that Aaron Rodgers is outside of Green Bay before the summer begins. And number two, that the Detroit Lions are most odds makers favorites to win the division in 2023. These things are, are really hard to compute in a brain that has followed this division for a long time. And so I think when you look at it through that lens, you understand that this division is open for the most part. The Lions had a great finish to 2022, won eight of their last 10, even with a bad defense, found some things culturally, found some things offensively. They feel like they're surging under the leadership of Dan Campbell. And so their 2023 season combined with what the Vikings do to back up their surprise division title in 2022 are going to tell us a lot about where this division is at. I think the Bears could realistically, if they play their cards right, be in contention to win a division championship in 2024. Obviously, that is with the expectation that Justin Fields takes the steps that Chicago wants him to take, and he he, he has that developmental growth um, that allows them to be competitive to that level. But I think you could probably realistically say 2024 and then say they better be by 2025. Otherwise, we're, we're doing one of those cursing through another reboot sort of situations that has become far too familiar but is still always frustrating here in Chicago. Yeah, I'm probably with you. If they're not in, in somewhat of a contention by 2025, something went horribly wrong, and we're probably back to square one. Right. So we'll 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 stick with. <clears throat> pardon me. We'll stick we'll stick with Twitter here. This one is from Lenny Aponte, I believe is how you pronounce that one. Get some some tough to pronounce names here. So, <laughs> and this is uh, getting more specific into free agency. What would we? What would be the best free agent acquisition in order to make the Bears more flexible during the draft? Yeah, I, I really do think that in our last episode, we talked about the idea of uniting with Orlando Brown and giving Justin some of that help up front that he needs. Now, that is a premium position, but it's a premium position where you had a rookie last year in Braxton Jones who showed you a lot um, that he can be an every week, every down starter. I think as, as impressive as anything that, that Braxton Jones did is play every damn snap for the Chicago Bears as a rookie, and it tells you a little bit how he's wired. Now, he has to grow as an offensive lineman to be locked in as a long-term answer at one of the most important positions up front, um, but if you can upgrade at some of these positions and create the comfort that then creates the confidence that hopefully creates the man for Justin Fields, you have to do it. So I want to start at the offensive line. I think Orlando Brown gives you that opportunity as long as you can get him at a price that makes sense for you both short-term and long-term. And that's the the, the chess match that, that Ryan Poles is going to have to play. Um, look, like I, I can't stress this enough, and maybe we'll get into this more in a, a couple of the, the, the future questions here, but Ryan Poles has been very emphatic for weeks and months now about his need to be disciplined in free agency. And so my, my, my sort of bold prediction as we go into next week uh, and, and the free agency frenzy begins with the negotiating window opening at 11 a.m. Chicago time on Monday and contracts being able to be finalized as early as Wednesday at 3 p.m., 
don't be surprised if the Bears aren't stealing the headlines right out of the gates. And I think it's going to be very frustrating. And there's going to be a lot of hyper overreaction in the early stages of free agency to like, well, they got 90 plus million dollars to spend. What are they doing? What are they waiting for? I think Ryan is very, very uh, wedded to the idea of being disciplined and calculated and really trying harder to strike in the value signing phase of the second wave of free agency than he is in, in getting up to the top platform and doing a cannonball into the, the, the pool of free agency to make the biggest splash possible. I think that's a good point. You know, like you guys said in our last episode, they're not one player away. And so going out and signing a whole bunch of big time free agents right now, when you have so much to do and so much to do for the future, it's probably not the best advice. So sticking along the lines of free agency. Now, this is from at realist at heart one on Twitter. So again, you can send these questions at take the North pod. It's the same exact same tag for our gmail take the north pod at gmail.com and if you want to send them to me i'm at tristler studs my dms are open uh just you know don't get too crazy on me so this at realist at heart one says keep hearing people suggest the bears could move jones to right tackle if they acquire a left tackle we've talked about orlando brown being one of those possible left tackles the question here is is it just me or are his weaknesses being Braxton Jones more highlighted on the right side. And we've talked over and over. Braxton Jones himself has talked over <laughs> and over about how he's not good with the bull rush. And yeah. I think, I think he's getting that, you know, the right tackle is typically more of your mauler than your more of a mauler than your left tackle. Yeah, I mean, it's a good question because, as you said, Braxton gave us his own self-scouting report, which the rest of the league said, oh, yeah, we got that, too. And they went right <laughs> after him with the bull rush a lot. And and look, he's admitted that there are things in the offseason of 2023 that he has to improve and being able to handle that. Some of that is just developing lower body strength and being able to stand in there and be firm and sturdy there. Um, look, like they've got a terrific offensive line coach in the building and Chris Morgan, who they believe very strongly can be the guy that develops some of these younger offensive line pieces and takes weaknesses and turns them uh, not necessarily all the way into strengths right away, but certainly uh, mitigates the weakness, you know? And so I think there's a belief that, yeah, you can do that with a young player who's shown uh, the desire to be coached, the desire to work hard. And so while I, I, I think there's a legitimate question in there, it's some of the, the risk calculus that you have to take on when you're in a state like the bears are in, because again, and beggars can't be choosers, you know, and right now you just have to find answers. You have to find guys that can start from you for you. You got to find guys that can be backups for you, you know, one through 44 on your roster that too deep on the depth chart, you better walk into OTAs feeling a lot better than you did than how you ended the season in 2022. Cause we know where we were there. That was uh, the middle of a 10 game losing streak where everything was haywire. Yeah, it was, you know, a, a rough season that, you know, hey, we, we've talked a lot about it and we're, we're looking forward. So I got <laughs> I, I got since since you since you mentioned this, we'll shift over to our Gmail for, for one second here. Again, you can email us. Take the North pod at Gmail dot com. Any of your questions. And so since you, you, I, you were kind of hinting at this, we'll kind of go ahead and get to this question. So this is from George Palmer, who emailed us. It seems everyone's everyone agrees. Excuse me. This is the most crucial offseason in recent Bears history. No matter what happens in free agency in the draft, it won't be known for at least a year, likely longer, if the Bears hit on those players. How can we fairly rate the success of this offseason? Yeah, the only way to fairly rate the offseason of 2023 is to use the eye test 
down the stretch of the 2023 season and ask yourself if the brand of football that the Bears are playing at the end of 2023 is more competitive and more palatable than what we saw at the end of 2022. This cannot be another season where they're talking about, oh man, we were so close in so many games and yet finished the year with however many double-digit losses that the 2022 Bears had. It has to look right. You have to look like you've got a team that is more competitive, that's more tenacious, that's taking the ball away more, that's scoring more on offense. Remember, one of the the, the most startling stats that we dug up as we did some of our deep diving on, on Justin Fields is that the Bears didn't touch 21 points offensively after Thanksgiving. That cannot persist into 2023. And so I think some of this is just going to be a feel and an eye test thing to know that, okay, you know, this draft class, okay, it looks good, you know, or this free agency class, we can see guys that can be part of our future two and three years down the road. We won't have a true feel of that as, as the, the question asker said for a couple of years, but I think you'll have a sense at the end of the first season on whether it looks better than it did last year. And that certainly should be a step in the right direction. Hey, you're right. It's, it's, it's pretty simple in my mind. If if they just look better, <laughs> if we're not if we're not talking about a ten game losing streak at the end of next season, right? Like I think I think it can be just that simple. Stutz, oh, I put out a, I, before you get on the next one. I put yeah. out a tweet last week where I, I just reinforced the idea that they they couldn't rush the passer, couldn't stop the run, couldn't protect the quarterback, and couldn't throw the football. <laughs> All right, so so let's start with the basics, right? Like yeah. just. Go right on your marker board at home, those four things and, and a checklist. And then at the end of 2023, we'll be like, could they do any of those four things? Could they do two of those four things? Could they do three of those four things? And then you'll start to understand whether they're, they're, they're moving in the direction they need to move. Yeah, I think that, I think our eyes are going to tell us a lot. It's just as we watch the game. So I, I have one more from Twitter and we'll get back to our Gmail. So again, this is from at Take the North Pod. Mark Kazak, K-A-Z-A-K. That's a kind of a cool name. <laughs> if it is his actual name, who knows, right? So he says, and this is following the Jalen Carter news that we got at the Combine last week. Do you think Ryan Poles has removed him being Jalen Carter from his draft board, or would the Bears take him at, say, number nine if they ended up in a trade back with the Panthers? Yeah, that's a, a, a terrific question. I don't think that the Bears have removed Jalen Carter immediately. I think what we learned at the scouting combine and everything in conjunction in, in connection with that uh, fatal car accident in Georgia in January is that there's a lot more homework to be done and that there's a lot more digging to be done by by these front offices and these personnel staffs to get a better feel for who you're bringing into the building. I know everyone knows what the tape shows. When Jalen Carter is playing at his best, he's exactly the kind of disruptive, game-wrecking interior defensive lineman that makes a huge difference in this league. And so you're drawn to that. Well, now you have to say, does he fit our culture? Does he fit our standards? Does he... Uh, require a lot of oversight is does he have enough of a maturity to be coached and guided and, and pushed along the process and that requires homework and that's why i said you know a week ago that that a lot of teams in the nfl were lucky that this news came out uh in late february slash early march as opposed to mid to late april where they do have time now to dig into this to get their arms around it to try to make a more informed evaluation on jalen carter that's a must in this in this state and so maybe you can talk yourselves into the idea that okay well it's less of a risk at nine because we're not uh, because we got other draft capital that allows us to take other players in addition. And so they'll feel that out. But this is one of those storyline studs that I am truly fascinated on and, and that you put in the, the margin of your notebook and say, like, we have to circle back on this in May and June and July with people in the know uh, to find out how they sorted through all this, because this is a complex situation with a high profile player 
in line to be a candidate for the number one pick in the NFL draft. It can't just be, you know, April 29th comes and we go, oh, that's the end of the Jalen Carter story. Well, no, you know, how the Bears went through their evaluation on him is really important to, you know, judging this story two and three years down the road. Yeah, I, I've had several people ask me the same question. Like, if you're the Bears to see on your board, and my answer is just, I don't know. Like, it, yeah. We need to know more. It's hard to tell right now. Like, if you're asking me right now, I'm not taking him in the top five. But at nine, we're going to have a different discussion. So this will be our last question here. Again, this is from our Gmail, takethenorthpod at gmail.com. And I'm going to ask the question before I get to the name. <laughs> Because I think it's a name where, where, that everyone who <laughs> follows has been following Shadow Bears for a long time is going to recognize. So, Dan and David is David Haw, our, our other uh, co-host here on Take the North, isn't here for this particular mailbag. But Dan and David, love your podcast. Would it be worth it for the Bears to trade down from number one if they did not get either Jalen Carter or Will Anderson? This was asked before we got the news about Jalen Carter. So, if you want to remove that name, fine. And that question comes from. Mark Potash in Arlington Heights. Uh, loyal listener, Mark Potash. Great friend of the media room. Uh, I, I appreciate you, Mark, for sending your, your email in uh, and having us have the conversation via a podcast rather than the, uh, <laughs> the, the traditional methods like text or email or uh, just face-to-face conversation. Uh, so yeah, the answer to the question, other, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to give you a couple of Potsy stories before we sign off here. But the answer to the question is, yes, it would be worth it to trade out of the top five if you are getting a haul of picks in return we have documented and documented and documented again the number of holes the bears have to fill on this roster and it's not only starter holes it's second string holes and it's quality depth and getting this roster back to a level where it can be consistently competitive for a long haul and so i think you can do that trading back to 9 10 11 wherever it may be making that guy the headliner of your 2023 draft class, but also having a whole bunch of other picks in 23, 24, possibly 25 to show for it, to build this roster back up to where it needs to go. And so I think, look, like everything's on the table for Ryan Poles right now, and we'll see where he goes with whatever offer he's given. And certainly uh, he better turn it into something because he certainly publicly promised that he's going to turn it into something and better match what he's promised. Now, studs, let me give you a good uh, story that lets you know a little bit about Mark Potash and uh, the dry, perfect wit that I have. One of the things I missed most during the COVID year when we were stuck on Zoom is just the media room banter. And I didn't realize how much I missed it until we were back in there. And I was able to have daily conversations with Potsy, who has one of the best uh, sarcastic edges of anyone in sports media. So good that on Twitter, I'm sure you follow him closely enough to know that his Twitter account is some of the best trolling that you can ever find and, and and the way he can he can evoke reactions out of people with just a, a a half-hearted sarcastic quip that they think is serious it's next level stuff it's hall of fame stuff i wish i had mark potash's twitter presence i obviously struggle on twitter sometimes you know that our audience knows that it gets me into some trouble so here's the story we all know the story uh of of hub arkish and everything that happened to hub in 2022 he, he suffers a massive cardiac episode in august on his way out of a train camp practice at Hallis Hall uh, is, is, is revived by, by people on the Bears staff. Uh, John Tarpey, the head of security in, in particular, is, is taken to the hospital, is basically fighting for his life and, 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 and essentially lost his life <laughs> multiple times from what I'm told and, and then made an incredible months-long miraculous recovery to be back to 
a, a, a life where he's again covering football. Like Hub was at the combine last week, studs, and it was just amazing to to watch this go from from what was such a harrowing episode in August to now this this truly heartwarming story of of where Hub is. So Hub comes back to Hellas Hall for the first time in early January, right? And it's return to Hellas Hall for the first time since he left there and almost died. And he comes in and he, you know, he's, he's reuniting with everyone in the media room. He's telling stories. He's giving hugs. This is in a morning, like on a Wednesday before the bears are doing media availability and Potsy comes in and hub is leaning up against Potsy's cubicle, talking to a group of about five or six of us, right? Potsy walks through the sliding doors that separate the press conference room from the, the media cubicles. And he goes, you're in my seat. <laughs> that's it's outstanding. The, it's the first thing he says to Hub, and so like it obviously gets a laugh. And so it's like two days later, I say to him, I was like, "That was really bold for that to be your first line to Hub after after four, after four and a half months with everything he's been through." And Patsy just said, "Yeah, yeah, I was really taking a taking a chance on that one. I was really working without a net there." <laughs> that's Mark that's Potash for you. I'm glad he's a contributor to our mailbag. I'm trying to get him to come on the show. Uh, okay. He's got to convince his uh, sometimes colleagues that that uh, us here at Take the North is a, a friendly audience that he can join. Uh, so hopefully we'll have him on the show at some point and, and he can share some more of his humor. Yeah, that, that would be outstanding. A nice Potsy episode. So <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll go ahead and wrap it up there. Thanks for all your questions via uh, to our Twitter account again, at Take the North Pod on Twitter. Our Gmail, takethenorthpod at gmail.com. Keep the questions coming as we get into free agency and we're going to stay fluid with our episode drops because we don't know what the Bears yeah. are going to do and when they're going to do it. So stay tuned for, for more episodes to come in the next week and then obviously going through free agency and into the draft. Keep the questions coming and we'll be dropping these episodes as we as we, as we have time to do it as we keep chasing the news here. So thanks for listening to the Take the North podcast. I'm Adam Staczynski. I'm the producer of the podcast. Dan Wiederer, one of our co-hosts, David Haw, couldn't be here for this particular episode. Hopefully we will have him for the future ones. But we'll go ahead and wrap it up here on the Take the Word podcast, and we'll catch you next time. Free agency market's about to open. Get ready! All right.